Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's going on, Ethos Lakers fans? It's me, JC Deleon, back for the first time in a while. I had some things going on over the Christmas break. I was sick for a little while. I could, didn't have a voice. wasn't wasn't a good time. So Ethan did a great job holding down the fort, and hopefully both of us will be on in on a recording pretty soon. So it's just going to be me for this solo edition. And man, what a night to come back to this podcast crazy night all around truth be told i started prepping this podcast when there was about three minutes left in this game against memphis because i thought the lakers were going to lose it and sure enough they stormed back with a vengeance to stop the 11 game winning streak that the memphis grizzlies had going on memphis is about as tough as they come This was about as good a victory as you can have on the season with as good as Memphis is. The Lakers are banged up. No Anthony Davis, no Lonnie Walker, no Austin Reeves. And if you look at the plus minus over this stretch when LeBron sits, it's not good. And Memphis actually did a pretty good job of containing LeBron James. If you can consider 23 points, nine rebounds, six assists, two steals, two blocks, containing the legend that is King James. Yeah, Memphis did a pretty good job of containing him tonight. Lakers go on to win an improbable comeback. Just their second win of the season in which they're losing to enter the fourth. Lakers come back to win 122-121 to over Memphis. What a night. And crazy night overall. Not just because of the victory over Memphis. You've got Shannon Sharp starting in altercation with the entire Memphis Grizzlies bench and John Morant's father on the sideline right as the halftime buzzer goes off. Like, just a weird, weird night. But beyond tonight's victory over Memphis, which was a great one, what's been going on in the world of the Lakers? Because there's always something going on, and... Yeah, truthfully, we should have had a couple more recordings this week because there was a lot of Lakers news coming out. But, you know, there's always Lakers news. And so we don't have the bandwidth or the ability to be able to record a podcast every day. Otherwise, we would because there's so much Lakers news. But since the last episode has come out, the Lakers started the new year on a four-game winning streak, which was fantastic. But then the Lakers went on a losing streak of losing four out of their next five games, their only victory being against the lowly Houston Rockets. In those four losses, they were pretty close losses. They were very winnable games. And with the Lakers sitting at 13 in the West, 
you've got to have every one of those victories that you can have. You can't afford to let any of them slip away. And it's not much of a comfort, even though the league has come out the day after these losses saying, yeah, one night LeBron was fouled on a drive to the basket in overtime. The Lakers should have won there. The game against Philly, Joel Embiid is grabbing Russell Westbrook's wrist as he goes up for a shot. Not Russell's fault. Still wasn't called. You got Kendrick Nunn getting fouled on a three-point make that could have easily been a four-point play. Doesn't help. So four of these losses in the last five games could have easily been avoided had referees done their job competently. And, you know, the Lakers had also played a little bit better because they can't afford to be letting these games slip away. But tonight wasn't one of those games. You've got Memphis, like I said, being one of the best teams in the West. John Morant having an MVP-like season after his improbable most improved player win last season. Uh, He is a six-point first half, but then he explodes for 16 in the second half for 22 for the game. He also got eight assists, made a three-pointer. Steven Adams, just a beast. 16 points, 17 rebounds, got a ton of offensive rebounds. Just really unstoppable, a huge presence for Memphis. Jaron Jackson Jr. kind of does it all. 12 points, had four blocks, got six rebounds. So Memphis played really well. They had two guys off their bench go for 20. Brandon Clark went for 20 off the bench, and so did Tyus Jones. So Memphis was Memphis was putting in their work. For the Lakers, you had LeBron James with 23 and 6 and 9, like we talked about, two steals, two blocks. Beyond that, I mean, Russell Westbrook did his thing with 29 points, shot 10 for 18, 2 for 4 from 3, 5 rebounds, two, sorry, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. And you've got Dennis Schroeder, who started off the game kind of slow. And the last couple of games actually hasn't been as good as he was late December, early January, in which he was on fire. Last few games in this four out of five game losing streak, Dennis Schroeder has been kind of quiet. But I think this is the game that he sort of realized he needs to be more aggressive in driving to the basket and creating opportunities not just for himself but for his teammates. And he had 19 points, got 11 free throws. He made the game-winning play as the Lakers were down by one with, I believe, less than 10 seconds left. He grabs a steal off of Brandon Clark, makes the layup, gets fouled. Lakers go up by one. And Dennis also threw in eight rebounds, eight assists with three with three steals, one of them being that game-sealing steal. And he even had a block. So Dennis Schroeder, fantastic game tonight. Just really great game. And I want to bring up, in, I guess, talking about some of the news that has come about for the Lakers in the last few days as we get nearer and nearer to the trading deadline. You start hearing more and more rumors, and you've heard me say this before. The more rumors you hear about someone, the earlier, the louder the rumors, I think the less they're true. And we're hearing a lot of rumors about Fred Van Vliet, about Kyle Lowry, about Mike Conley. And I think the Lakers are approaching this trade deadline really incorrectly if that's the case. Because Dennis Schroeder at his his vet minimum contract is a fantastic value. And he's not 
the lights out three point shooter that you might want, but I think the familiarity he has with this team, the familiar familiarity he has with LeBron James, I think he's been playing really well. And I think at point guard with Dennis Schroeder starting and Russell Westbrook coming off the bench, I think I think the point guard position is actually set. If anything, you have a log jam with your Kendrick Nunn's, your Patrick Beverly's, who Patrick Beverly admittedly has been playing a little bit better offensively lately, but I think Kendrick Nunn and Patrick Beverly are two of your easily tradable assets. Because at that point, if you can get a wing, which is what you really need, you can get a wing that can play two. Because between Dennis, between Russell, and between LeBron James, your point guard position is set. Even though I understand LeBron, not your typical point guard. He's a de facto point guard. As great as Thomas Bryant has been playing, I think we're starting to see where some of his weaknesses lie. And it's against centers that might just be a little bit bigger and stronger than him. He's not exactly an undersized center, but against Joel Embiid, he was muffled pretty handily. And tonight against Steven Adams, he had eight points. He had seven rebounds. He had one assist. He was mostly a non-factor. And as great as Thomas Bryant has been playing, yeah, I think I think when he's going to go up against, and we haven't really seen how, how he plays against a Jonas Valanciunas or like a Nicholas, or Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Jokic is not necessarily that type of center, and so I would trust Thomas Bryant against the, against the Nikola Jokic. But like, yeah, Embiid, Stephen Adams, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, Vucevic. I think those are the games in which we, we might see a little bit of a regression from Thomas Bryant. Troy Brown Jr., as of late, I think we've gotten some good contributions. He's he's going to make some threes. Tonight, he was in a position to where he was open a lot, and he shot 10 threes. He only made three of them. And you got to figure a 30% three-point shooter is going to be about where this team is at. But in a close game like this, for a starting small forward, to go 3 for 10 from 3, that's not exactly ideal. And beyond that, I mean, this is where you really start to feel the lack of depth for the Lakers with the injury situation as it is. Now, I know injuries are kind of a crazy excuse because you can't rely on teams being fully healthy. But where the Lakers are at now, I mean, once you go from your starting five, which, you know, really shouldn't be including Troy Brown. Then you've got Winyan Gabriel. Then you've got uh, JTA, Juan Toscano Anderson. And this is all aside from Westbrook, because Westbrook off the bench has actually been really good. But yeah, you've got Kendrick Nunn, and you've got Max Christie. Max, Christ- Max Christie has actually been playing pretty well, but he still doesn't get the minutes that would make him as impactful as he could be. And he's, he's a rookie. So it's, it's understandable that he's not going to be making an impact as of yet. But I mean, yeah, this is, this is the Lakers bench. Winion Gabriel, Juan Toscano Anderson, Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, Max Christie. It's small, which is okay for me. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Memphis. It's okay against Golden State. It's not okay against Philly. It's not okay against a lot of other teams. Aside from missing Anthony Davis, you really, really miss Lonnie Walker, and you really, really miss Austin Reeves. Lonnie Walker was getting to a point where he can easily pencil in anywhere between 14 and 17 points. Austin Reeves, becoming an extremely dependable three-point shooter, was getting to the point where he could pencil him in for maybe not a double-double, but like 10 points, maybe four or five rebounds, and just heady play after heady play after heady play. A few assists. Plays really well with LeBron. You definitely miss... Anthony Davis, Lonnie Walker, and Austin Reeves. This team is in shambles without them. And they managed to go, you know, for that five-game winning streak at, you know, the last game of December and then the first four games of the new year in 2023. But you're just not in a position to let games slip away, like I said. The Lakers are... 20 and 25, well now 21 and 25 at the 13 seed. Which is going to put them really only two to three games behind the 6 seed. Like it's not just playoffs that are, that are within reach. It's like a decent matchup that's within reach. You don't just want to squeak into the playoffs and play a seven game series against Denver and Memphis but if you but right now Sacramento is three is third in the west Lakers can play a seven game series against Sacramento Lakers can play a seven game series against New Orleans I would trust the Lakers in a seven game series against Dallas Utah Minnesota the Clippers it's crazy to say, given how bad things look on the surface, but yeah, to open the playoffs and opening round series, if they can, if the Lakers can not have to bother with the play in at all, they can just get in the playoffs. And if they can, yeah, I, I seriously would not mind an opening round playoff series versus Sacramento, New Orleans, Dallas, Utah, Minnesota. The Clippers. Any one of those teams, I'd be okay with. And to get to the second round, healthy, with the way LeBron's been playing, nothing would surprise me at that point. Not a thing. But that's way too far in the future. We do have a trading deadline to deal with. And I talked about some of the rumors that are out there with Point guards, Van Vliet, Conley, Lowry. Let's say those were feasible. The only one of those I'd really be comfortable with is Mike Conley because Mike Conley is the most like a 
a leader that would that would fit in well with what this team does. Meaning, I don't think he would change the dynamic too much of this Lakers team and what they do offensively. I think Kyle Lowry is unreliable health-wise, and I don't trust him in the playoffs. And Fred Van Vliet, I think, plays a style that requires too much of him to be the facilitator and the scorer. And you simply can't have that with LeBron James. Hell, it took a season and a half for them to figure out how to do it with Russell Westbrook, and the solution was send him to the bench. So Fred Van Vliet's not going to be the solution. Not anywhere as a possibility. So yeah, any any point guard rumors for a trade, I'm, I'm not going to be in favor of. And it's crazy to think that we're at a point where now I'm saying it's worth it to keep Russell Westbrook. Because for the most part, they've solved that issue. The only part of that issue that isn't solved really is his contract, and that's not going to be resolved until next year. But if you trade him, if you trade him, you can't get him back this season because wherever you trade him, he's going to get waived and he's going to get bought out, and the rules say he can't come back to the Lakers. But let's say you're in a position where you can get him back next season. Now, I think next season... I would absolutely sign Russell Westbrook because he's not going to cost $45 million of your salary cap. But I think if you trade him, I think it's going to stall the progress that's been made because now he's a fantastic addition off the bench and he'll be a fantastic addition off the bench next season when he costs significantly less than $45 million. But you can't trade him. As crazy as it is to say, I don't think you should trade him. Now, as far as what's out there for what could be available to the Lakers, you're still seeing the Cam Reddish rumors come back, even though it seemed like those had mostly disappeared. And Cam Reddish, I think, would be okay, but he's got health issues also. Kyle Kuzma's having a great season. And I think Kyle Kuzma is going to be expensive. But the thing about Kyle Kuzma is he's a free agent this summer and he's going to want his money. And whether or not the Lakers are going to be able to pay him remains to be seen because you're already seeing the groundwork for, you know, rumors and things like that come starting to come about about Austin Reeves and how much money he's going to be next season. And this is basically where, Lakers fans were at last season with Malik Monk and not wanting to see Malik Monk go away, but he ended up playing so well that he priced himself out of this Lakers roster. And you could be seeing the same thing with Austin Reeves. And it'll be Alex Caruso 2.0 all over again. And so I don't think you should trade trade for Kyle Kuzma because he's going to want his money this summer and you may not be able to afford him. Because... He's going to want max money. And as great as he's been playing for Washington, I don't think he's worth max money. So where does that leave the Lakers? I mean, honestly, it's a reality we've had to deal with since this summer. I think the Lakers might be stuck. But the saving grace is that there's so much parity in the league 
Golden State can't seem to win on the road, even though they're the defending champions. They lost a bunch of their roster. And like I said earlier, I would trust the Lakers in an opening round series against a lot of teams. Sacramento, Minnesota, Utah, New Orleans, Dallas. Pretty much anybody except Denver and Memphis. So, I mean, honestly, as far as what the Lakers can do with the trading deadline, I I don't know. It's really hard to say. They've put themselves in a position to where they can't do much. And we've had to deal with that possibility since the end of last season. So I don't think we should really be surprised if they end up not doing anything. And nor should I nor do I think we should be too disappointed. Because, you know, when healthy, the Lakers are playing some really good basketball. And speaking of health, when is that going to happen? Well, the biggest news of the day, besides the improbable comeback versus the Memphis Grizzlies, is Anthony Davis, it was reported by Adrian Wojnarowski, has progressed in his rehabilitation. He's been working out some the last couple of weeks, and his um, workouts have ramped up to a point where he may be available as late as next week when the Lakers begin their, their road trip to Boston. And Anthony Davis is playing at such an amazing level this season. And the injury he had to his foot was just such a weird, fluky thing that I know is very typical of Anthony Davis. But I honestly think that he's going to – I think he's going to be healthy the rest of the season once he comes back. I think that his tendency to get injured the way he played – had been mitigated to a sense to where he was relatively healthy pretty much this entire season up until that weird, fluky, whatever it was that happened to his foot when he was in midair against Jokic. And beyond that, uh, Lonnie Walker is still a couple of weeks out from being evaluated for his left knee tendonitis, which did kind of seem to come out of nowhere because he was playing extremely well when it happened. And Austin Reeves is maybe a week out. And so, hopefully, the Lakers are in a position to where in the next three weeks they can come back and be fully healthy. And maybe three weeks from now, Kendrick Nunn won't be on the roster, which I know will make Ethan <laughs> super happy. But, yeah, that's going to about do it for me on this episode of Ethos Lakers. What a win. What a win tonight for the Lakers. Just a great, great win that proved the Lakers can play really well against a good team when their backs are against the wall. And, yeah, it's weird to say that this is a team I would trust if they can make the playoffs. And that's the, that's the positivity I'm going to leave this episode with. I'm your host for this edition, I'm JC DeLeon. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, TikTok, at JCDeLeon1. You can follow the show on Instagram and TikTok, or sorry, Twitter and Instagram at Ethos Lakers and Ethan underscore Noroff is where you can find Ethan on Twitter as well. And until next time, we are out. Available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. 
How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.